discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. I asked, I asked how you were feeling. You know, because when you praise God like that, you forget about your problems. Have you realized? You forget about your problems. You, you experience joy unspeakable that is full of glory. Isn't it? Uh, the reason is, is because you are, you've actually been filled with the Spirit. Okay? There's something called the infilling of the Spirit. And one of the means of being through the spirit is through praises or thanksgiving let's read ephesians chapter 5 ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess i sing it be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit the amplified version says but be being filled with the spirit okay let's read the amplified i'm sure you see it hallelujah and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But ever, ever, say ever, ever, ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. If he's telling you to ever be filled, then it means that it is possible to be ever filled, isn't it? Meaning that you, you, can, you can tell. There are things that can be used to tell that this person is full of the Holy Spirit. Or this other person is not full of the Holy Spirit. There are things that can, there are signs. Let me show you a scripture. Go to Acts chapter 6. Let's read from verse 1. To be grateful, verse 1. And in those days, when that number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. There was a problem. Okay? When the church grows, you have a lot of. Uh, memories memories when this person was getting married they gave him this me when i was getting married they didn't give me this when my mother died nobody came for the funeral when this other person's mother died everybody went for the funeral i know somebody who stopped going to church because when his funeral you remember the person when the when the person's mother's funeral was happening he brought a bus that people should board the bus. What, what happened? Do you remember? You don't remember? Oh. He brought a bus that some people should board the bus. Then they said they would not board the bus. So he stopped the church. Yes. As the church grows bigger. Problem. Everybody has problems. Small, 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 small problems. And they expect the church to sort that problem out. Uh, the church didn't pay my school fees. They paid this one's school fees. They didn't pay my school fees. So I'm not coming again. Someone insulted me. So problems plenty. So go, go back. Go back to verse 1. That is characteristics of church growth. And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, 
when there was multiplication in the number of the disciples, there arose murmurings of the Grecians against the Hebrews. It's always a murmuring against another group. One group or someone murmuring against somebody or seeing something against the other person. May it not be like that in our, in our message today. May we be able to grow to one million and not have any problems. Yes, it's possible. You have one million people in a church, in a church and there, there are no problems. Everything is fine. It's the usual problems. You get it? Uh-huh. Not unnecessary problems. We still love each other anyway. Next, look at verse 2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason, it is not good that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Ministers are actually, actually the job of a pastor is not to do counseling and any of those things. The job of a pastor is to read the Bible and to pray. <laughs> are you surprised? That's his job. Every other thing is supposed to be done by every other person, especially the pastor who handles the word of God, the one who preaches to you, should not be allowed to do any other thing. He should be left to study the word and to pray for us. Then every other person can do whatever else needs to be done. That is the actual work of the ministry. He says, it is not the reason that we should give, we should leave the word of God and attend to tables. Isn't it? That we should leave the word of God and serve tables. So, the solution is that look ye out among you seven men of honest report. Now, the apostles are telling the people that look among yourselves seven people who have honest reports. As in, they have a good record, they have testimony. You can't become a leader if you are into all kinds of things. You don't have a good testimony. You don't have a good report. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you don't have a you have a bad report. You are combining five ladies in the church's head together. You sleep with this one, you sleep with this one. You are always all over the place. You didn't do one or two. You have done ten. I mean, you don't have good report. If we give you leadership position, you will have too much power. You will kill all the ladies in the church. You can you tell, you tell the lady, come, 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 come and lie down. Open your legs. Preachers have that kind of power. It's not easy. You abuse it. When Satan tells you, jump, and angels will come and come and hold you, like, they, like he told Jesus. There are different tests for a minister. <laughs> the first test is the test of the flesh. Okay? The test of the flesh. The devil told Jesus that, if you are the son of God, then change this bread, this, this stone to bread, to please yourself. Because his flesh was crying for, for food. The Bible says after he had fasted, he was hungry. Do you get it? So natural things, you'll be tested along that line. If you're a minister, you'll be tested along the lines of fleshly things, like sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. It's not that small thing, how many of you, how, how many guys here have sexual movements in your body? You don't have, it's like you didn't, some of you are uh, uh, Roman fathers, you don't have any, as you type of person, may the Lord forgive you. How many of you boys have, like you are, you realize that you are, there's something wrong with you? Answer <laughs> <Save> me. <laughs> How many ladies also, you realize that, Charlie, you like boys. You like boys. Yeah, you like them. You love the boys. It's not easy. 
So these are natural things that are in the, in the body. Uh, but you realize that you are being tested. It's not a small thing. Young Cho said that when he was younger, he always used to pray that he would become old so that he would not have feelings anymore. Because when the women come and sit in this office and they are, he's doing counseling, he feels like jumping on them. <laughs> hey! The, the day I heard it, I said, Hey, Youngie Cho too. Hey, he's not his own. Hey, he looks very holy. He looks like somebody who doesn't know. Or suffering. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> then you also be tested with the opportunity to abuse your authority. You can abuse your authority. For instance, someone can be married to a pastor. And the person, you are in authority. Because if you are married to a pastor, you are in a place of authority. Automatically, whether you like it or not. I mean, Pastor Sherry is a pastor, but then by virtue of the fact that she's married to Pastor uh, Eugene, in Asafu Church, she's, she's, she's first lady. You understand? Yes. Now, she can start abusing her power by mafiaing her husband. There are some wives, pastors' wives, who can mafia their husbands. No sex. Either they are different. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I, I'm surprised I'm talking about sex, sex. Oh, why? God, why? God. <laughs> it's either no sex or bad sex. Yes, there are some persons who are no sex, zero. Once a month. They, they, you have to beg before you beg. Let me do one. Let me do yes one. His own wife. Oh. It's like, then the wife will say, What? Cassadi, talk. I can't hear you. <laughs> hey, he's serious. Man. Then there are some pastors' wives with bad sex. Do you know bad sex? She's, li- she's lying down like a cadaver. She's not moved. All the pastors' action is like nothing. Man. Yes, thing. Where we are, sorry. <laughs> I didn't say it's possible. Unless you said it. I didn't say it. I'm going to answer it. It's serious. Yeah, you'll be tested. There, there are some pastor's wives who can sack everybody in the church. They can sack everybody. Yes, beasts. They can sack everybody. Like, nobody can exist around them. Yeah, yeah, oh. You'll be tempted to abuse your power. Oh, yes. So there was a problem, and they, they wanted a solution to the problem. And they said, it says, wherefore, but they are telling the people to look out for men of honest report. Can't you see when someone has an honest report? You would know, oh, this person is not like, he's, not, he's, very, he's a very good guy. He's not basa basa. He doesn't booze. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. He's a very good person. You get it? Uh-huh. It can be seen. Then the next thing he says that men who are full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. How, if someone is full of the Holy Ghost and it cannot be seen, then why are they saying that they should look for people who are full of the Holy Ghost? How could they see and tell that people are full of the Holy Ghost? Meaning that you can see. It's observable. It's not fake. Okay? It's not fake. And there are so many. Look at Acts chapter 11.24. Yes. Acts 11.24. Look at this one. It says, for he was a good man. Honest report. 
He was a good man and he was full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. And much people was added unto the Lord. He was so it's observable. It's something you can see. Okay? It's something you can see. Go back to Acts chapter 6, right? Acts chapter 6, where we're reading. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Go to the next verse. Verse 5. And the same pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost. They could tell. They could tell that Stephen was full of the Holy Ghost. How? Because Stephen had an attitude of praise, an attitude of thanksgiving. Never complaining, always thanking God. Because if you look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, where we're reading, let's go there. You will see what happens when someone is filled with the Holy Spirit. Or uh, the routes to which someone can be filled with the Holy Spirit. These are various paths or various routes that can be used to getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to explain it to you some more. Okay. Let's read the King James, please. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Then, if you've noticed, there's a semicolon after that, isn't it? What does semicolon mean? What is coming is going to explain what we just mentioned, isn't it? Is it true? If you have never used a semicolon in your life, I'm showing you now. Some people have never, they only use full stops and commas. It's finished. Is it true? Yeah. Only full stops and commas. Even comma cry is a problem. It's only just full stops and question marks. Are you coming in it? So he, he's showing you, he says, speaking to yourselves. Speaking to yourselves. Not speaking one to another, but speaking to yourselves. He says, speaking to yourselves in sounds and hymns, and spiritual songs. So when someone is with the Spirit, he sings psalms, hymns, he has a joyful, is the spirit of a, of a joyful person. You understand? Huh? If you read in uh, Romans chapter 14, he says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink only, but it is righteousness, peace, then he says joy in the Holy Ghost. The scripture he showed us in Acts chapter 13 verse 52, the Bible mentions how that, what, what showed that they were filled with the Spirit. Okay? Go to, go to Acts chapter 13, 52. It says, and the disciples were filled with joy. Have you seen it? They were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. They go hand in hand. When there's no joy in your spirit, you are not filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? Huh. When you're filled with joy, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. When you're filled with thanksgiving, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So to be filled with the Spirit is something that is observable. It's something that can be seen. It's not mysterious. Don't, don't think that when someone is filled with the Spirit, that person has a certain type of uh, accent added to his speech. The spirit of the Lord is moving in the system. And I can see, I can see the spirit. No, that's, that's not what it means. That's not what it means. You can be filled with the spirit. We are instructed this and be, be not drunk with wine or in his excess, but be filled, be being filled with the spirit. Okay, be being filled with the spirit. I don't know if you notice when you when you praise God, you realize that you were hyper. It's like you were. It, it's not just a physical thing, because you can go to a party and not have that. You can go to a party, you will not have that particular kind of feeling. All right, speaking to yourselves in psalms, psalms. What are psalms? What are psalms? Psalms are songs. 
songs. Jesus, you love me too much. Oh. Sometimes you can be there and then you just realize that a song is just bubbling yeah. in your spirit. Huh. It's, it's, <laughs> it's part of the infilling of the spirit. That leads you to the infilling of the spirit. When you follow what the Son of God is telling you to do, you realize that you are, you are, your spirit is just being kindled. Hallelujah. Songs, say sounds and hymns, they are all songs. And spiritual songs, they are all songs. So music has a way, it's very important, it's, it's a major way of leading you to the infilling of the Spirit. And a sign that you are filled with the Spirit. When someone's heart is filled with songs and it's, it even shows up on the person's lips, it shows that you are filled with the Spirit. Okay? And you, you are singing songs you understand. A psalm is a song that you have made for the Lord. If you read the book of Psalms, these are songs that uh, David made for God on his own. So it, it meant something to him. Not singing songs that you don't understand. Or singing songs that doesn't mean anything to you. So we can be doing praises. And the songs that are being raised are not praises. They are not praising God. They are for something else. And the people are also not thinking about the words of the song. If you are not thinking about the words of the song, you will not be filled with the Spirit. You will do something with your energy. But you will not, you will not have the feeling of uh, the Spirit of God being you know, full in you. Hallelujah. Singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Unto the Lord. Unto the Lord. Then he says, giving thanks always. For all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he goes on and says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. If someone is so the Spirit, he will submit one to another. Yes. Okay. So, have you noticed that in this particular place, we are told that the, the things that lead to the infinite of the Spirit, songs, it's a sure way. Sure way. Sure way. Sure banker. Okay? Now, why do you need to be filled with the Spirit? You need to be filled with the Spirit because of, because of what it does for you. There are so many beautiful things that being filled with the Spirit of God will do for you. You need it. Tell everybody you need it. You need it. You need it. You really need it. Like I said, it is not mysterious. Okay? Stop putting a mystery on it. I've showed you right here in the Bible. Singing psalms and hymns. I'm not talking about you, you, you are there and then uh, this song. Because um, it said psalms and hymns. Which psalm do you know? Which hymn do you know? Metal MBH. Immortal, invisible, God, holy, wise. Most blessed, most glorious, the ancient of. It's a very powerful song, but if you are just singing it out of your. Haven't you noticed you, you sang all these things at assembly and nothing happened to you? You were actually. You were even angry when you were singing it. Most holy, and then you're insulting the one leading the thing. You people, you just worry us. What, what be this? Is it true? We're playing with it. Immortal, We're just playing with it. We did, it didn't really make much of a, of a meaning to us. Yeah, because we didn't have any understanding. But you can sing. This is a very powerful hymn, actually. Most blessed, most glorious, the ancient of days. 
Almighty, victorious, thy great name we pray. Most blessed, most blessed, most glorious, the ancient of days, Almighty, victorious, thy great name we pray. Someone wrote it. I think it was Charles Wesley, right? He wrote it out of his heart, out of his experience with the Spirit of God. Okay? Those guys were actually full of the Spirit. Full of the Spirit. Even though they didn't speak in tongues. Because sing music, hymns, psalms, and all those things are great means of being filled with the Spirit. Yes, very, very powerful means. That was why they had the type of ministry that they had. They knew God. They understood God. And they knew the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if you look at the case of the disciples, for instance, the influence of the Spirit really helped them. Without the influence of the Spirit, they couldn't have fulfilled the ministry that God gave to them. The influence of the Spirit is what leads you to fulfill the ministry of the ministry of God upon your life. Or the calling of God upon your life. Hallelujah. So I want to I want to show you something very important. We'll do we'll practice that one too, and then we'll close. Okay? Alright. So let's look at Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. I want us to look at various um, scenarios in the Bible where people were filled with the Spirit and what happened. Okay? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, this is with respect to all the disciples, 120 of them, the Bible says that they were gathered in the upper room and they were, they were praying. And as they were praying, something remarkable happened. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were all together in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house, all the house where they were. And they appeared unto them, cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they appeared unto them, cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Verse 4. And they were what? They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were all filled. All of them. Not even one person was left out. Meaning that in a big meeting, no matter how big the meeting is, everybody can be filled. No matter the distance, wherever you are, everybody can be filled. What we just did has caused you to be filled. You have filled the Spirit sitting down there. Now, if you are conscious of it, you realize that the effect of that infilling will start happening around you. So I want you to be, con- I'm just trying to create the consciousness of what has happened to you and what is even going to happen to you some more as you go out. Okay? If you are not conscious of it, it will not happen. But if you are conscious of it, it will, a lot of great things can happen around you. A lot of miracles can happen around you as you move. Okay? They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues. So, one of the things that happens when you are full of the Spirit is that you speak in other tongues. So, tongue speaking is a major way as well of getting you filled with the Spirit and also a sign that you are filled with the Spirit. You get it? When you meet someone who speaks in tongues without having to be told to speak in tongues, the person is full of the Holy Spirit. You can walk with somebody, then all of a sudden, tongues just start coming out. Then he'll keep quiet. He's filled with He's full of the Spirit. Sometimes you, it happens to me a lot. If you've been around me for some time, you realize it. I'll just be walking around, driving or something. I can just come into the kitchen. Rebasco, Stono, Mamale, Shaba, Labraga. 
and then I'll go. I may come and take some bread and go away. That's the influence of the spirit. When problems come, your response is different. Your response is not normal. It's not natural. Things that are supposed to scare people will not scare you. Yeah, it will not scare you. What you are afraid of. One of the major things that infilling the spirit, that's why it brings you boldness. It brings you confidence. Boldness. Boldness to face situations. You are not afraid. Fear checks out of your life. Yeah, you are not afraid. The disciples were in the upper room because they were afraid. They were afraid. They were afraid because they were, they were afraid for their lives. Their Lord had been killed and they were scared that they would also be killed. So from the day Jesus died, from the day he was arrested to the day he died, they were shut. The Bible says that they were hiding. All of them were hiding. They were shut up. They had clo- Even the windows were closed. There was a day Jesus appeared amongst them. The Bible says that the doors and the windows were shut. No air condition. Doors, everything shut. They were in heat, but they liked it. They don't mind so in the upper room, they were actually awake because the, 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 the Feast of Pentecost was happening. It was for everybody. Everybody was supposed to be out, but they couldn't go there. They had to stay in one place because of fear. But when the Spirit of God came and they were filled with the Spirit, the Bible mentions that they stood before everybody. And that day, Peter, this particular day when they were filled with the Spirit, Peter stood and spoke. And 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. That same group that was hiding stood. The Bible says that Peter stood with the disciples. And Peter spoke. And when he spoke, 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. It's in the Bible. Show, show it to us, please. Verse 14. Look at this. It says, But Peter, standing up with what? With the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. Then he preached very powerfully. He was able to fulfill his ministry because of the infinite of the Spirit. Without the infinite of the Spirit, you can't fulfill your ministry. You would not know what to do with your life. And amazingly, every one of us sitting here with our beautiful faces has a, has a ministry. All of us sitting in various places all around the world, you have various things to do in the kingdom of God. And without the Holy Spirit, you cannot do it. Praise the Lord. Hmm. Without the infilling of the Spirit, you cannot fulfill your ministry. And if you don't fulfill your ministry... When you show up on that day before the Lord, the Lord will have questions to ask you. You see, actually, the reason why we keep going to church and keep doing the things that we are doing is because we want to do what God wants us to do. Not because we want to go to heaven. As for the heaven, you are qualified by God's grace. By the sacrifice of Christ, you are qualified for heaven. But what will you be doing in heaven? Where will you be in heaven? That's what is the most important thing now. And that is dependent on what you do in the body of Christ. What you do for the Lord. That is dependent on what you do for the Lord. And you need the Holy Spirit to be able to do what God wants you to do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There are different levels of the infilling of the Spirit. There's a level of asking. Hmm? Okay, let me show you a scripture. Um, Luke, it's in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 4, I believe. Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. And he said that if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your your children. If your, your son asks you for bread, you, give, you don't give him uh, a stone. If he asks you for fish, you don't give him a scorpion. How much more would, will your father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask, isn't it? Then he says, ask. I didn't want to go along this line, but I saw God is asking me to go along this line. So I'm going to go along this line. I'm sure that will help us better. Okay? Luke 11 from verse 13. Okay, it's okay. Let's read from verse 11. 
a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Emphatically not. Then he says, if you then, being evil, eh, Jesus was talking to the Jews, if you are evil, and all men are evil, normal, normal human beings are an evil person. No matter how good he is, he's very evil at heart. He can break your leg. If you then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Have you seen it? He says, if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at the next verse. And he was casting out the devil and it was done. Go up. I think ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find is before these verses. Am I lying? There's 1 to 11 verse 9. I want, to, I want us to read the one in Matthew chapter 11. It's a continuous something. Because Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. When he, talk, when he spoke about ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. And all that. Okay? And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Next verse. For everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh find and to him that knocketh shall be opened. Then he goes to the next verse. Next verse. If a son shall ask bread, blah, 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 blah. Then he talks about the Holy Spirit. Have you seen it? Uh, so the ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened. It's with re- reference to the Holy Spirit. Do you agree that it's with reference to the Holy Spirit? So there are three dimensions of the infilling of the Spirit. Or there are three dimensions of experience with the Holy Spirit. There's a dimension of asking. Okay? Asking. And most of us are on that level. Asking. If you don't ask for the infilling of the Spirit, you will not be filled. Don't be confused. Okay? The Holy Spirit is in you, isn't it? How many of you have received the Holy Spirit? With the evidence of speaking in tongues. Okay, you've received the Holy Spirit. Did you ask that day? You asked to receive the Holy Spirit, isn't it? You did, didn't you? Now, you prayed and the Holy Spirit came into your life. But for an infilling to happen, you must also ask. Let me show you a scripture. Go to Ephesians chapter um, 1, verse 17. Ephesians chapter 1, let's read from verse 15. 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Then he says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of what? Paul is praying for the church and he says that I'm praying that the the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Who is the spirit of wisdom and revelation? Who is the spirit of wisdom and revelation? Are you sure it's the Holy Spirit? You are sure? Okay, go to Ephesians chapter 3. Let's read from verse 17. Ephesians 3 from verse 17. Okay, let's read from verse 15 so that it makes more sense. 15. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that you, I pray that you grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by Paul is saying that I'm making requests to the Holy Spirit to God that you will be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Meaning that Paul is asking on the church's behalf. Meaning that the church can ask on his own behalf. Don't we pray these prayers? Don't we tell you to, these are the efficient prayers. We tell you to pray the efficient prayers. What do you think you are doing when you are praying the efficient prayers? If you don't pray the efficient prayers, the efficient 
prayers, the reality of that, what is there, will not be your, your experience. Have you realized it? It will not be your experience. If you don't pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, you will not have the spirit of wisdom and revelation showing up in you or showing forth in you. If you are praying, what are you doing? You're asking, isn't it? Reverend Kenneth Hagin prayed this prayer so many times. That is why he had the spirit of revelation working in his life and the spirit of wisdom working in his life, which are various dimensions of the Holy Spirit. So there's a level of asking. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. That's the first level. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. You, you don't do much. You just have to ask. And even that one, some of us, a lot of us struggle because we don't pray these prayers. So you realize that even though Christ is wisdom unto you, you are dry. No, your, 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 your movement is the movement of a typical fool. I'm sorry. But that is the reality. That's the truth. You make foolish choices. You talk foolishly. You do foolish things. No wisdom whatsoever. You are a child of God, but foolishness is what is bound in your heart. We know you're a child of God, but you realize that, Charlie? Jimmy and Dawson. Am I lying? That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with mind by his inner man, by his spirit in the inner man. Then it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Okay? Next verse. Look at the next verse. That being very blah, blah, maybe compare, may be able to compare with the same. What is the breadth and length and depth and height? Verse 19, and to know the love of Christ which passes on knowledge, that you might be filled with the fullness. You might be filled with the fullness of God. So as you ask like this, you are filled. Have you seen it? Yeah. You are filled. The end result is that you are filled with the fullness of God. You are filled. So there's a dimension of asking. Fill me, dear Holy Spirit. I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation the knowledge of you. I pray that I'll be strengthened with the spirit of the spirit of might is the Holy Spirit. I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will be working in my spirit. You ask. As you ask, you are filled. As you ask, you are filled. The more you pray like that, the more you are filled. The more filled you are. But it's, it's, that one is even on a certain level. There's a dimension of seeking. Do you understand what it means to seek? What does it mean to seek? To seek means to search for hidden things. There are dimensions of the spirit that are hidden. You have to search. There are dimensions of the spirit that are hidden in some books. They are hidden in some books. You must seek those books and read those books. I'm not saying go and read the seventh book of Moses. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about authors, people who have written books concerning the Holy Spirit, concerning various things. Especially the Bible. Especially the Bible. There, there's a certain dimension of the infinite of the Spirit that you will not have if you are not reading your Bible. Say there's more. There's more. There's more. There's a dimension of seeking. Okay, Searching. There are depths of the spirit that you will not have if you don't seek and search. Seek and you shall find. If you don't seek, you will not find. For instance, you can't climb up in ministry if you don't read. You can't climb up in anything with respect to God if you don't read. You don't read your Bible. You don't read any book that is related, that explains something in the Bible. You can't. It's not possible. You can go to church till you die. If you are not into reading your Bible, forget it. You will have a certain dimension, but there are certain, there's a certain dimension that you will not have. You will never experience it. If someone says, you say he's a liar. Yeah, you say he's a liar. 
I remember the day I found out in the Bible that I'm the seed of Abraham. I remember where I was. I remember where I was sitting. I remember. Nobody can take that away from me. So no matter what, no matter who goes where, who leaves me or who does what, I will never ever be poor. If I'm left with nothing, I won't go down. I know it. You may not be able to say it as confidently as I'm saying it now because you've not sought it and you've not found it. So you not have a certain dimension of confidence that comes as a result of the influence of the Spirit. Okay? The influence brings confidence, real confidence. And real confidence is along the lines of seeking. When you seek it, you will find it. If you don't seek, forget it. Then there's a level of knocking. That's the highest level. Knocking. He says, knock and it shall be opened unto you. You must break down some doors. Some doors must be broken down for you to have access. What is the highest? If I give you something, if I give you a phone, okay, if I give you a phone as a gift, you ask for a phone, I give you my phone as a gift. And you, I gave you an opportunity to come into my room and stay in my room, sit on my bed and be in my, be my room. Which one is greater? How many people do you think have access to my bedroom? How many people do you think have access to my bedroom? <laughs> my wife and myself. <laughs> and whoever has the opportunity to clean the place. But how many, how many people can enter my You can't just enter my bedroom. If I bring you to my bedroom, it's a very, it's a very high thing. Isn't it? It's a very, 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 very high thing. That means that you are very close. There's a certain level of intimacy that does not come by asking. It comes by entering some rooms. It comes by entering some rooms. Hey, if, you, if, you, if you don't knock, you will not, it will not be open to you. you will seek, there's a level of seeking, but then there's a level of knocking. I don't know which one you want. Which one do you want? Knocking. For instance, how many of you have ever listened to Benihin before? Have you listened to Benihin before? Did you understand him when he was preaching? You didn't understand, isn't it? It's very difficult to understand his preaching. It can be preached very simply, but it's compli- every time it's complicated. You can't understand it. It's not his fault. That's what he has. Okay? But you realize that when he stands and he starts singing, Healing hands, healing hands, the hands of Jesus. What happens? He's in a, he's room. He's sitting in a certain room in the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? It's automatic. He's sitting in a certain room. Same songs. You can sing them in your crusade. Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. It's not the song. Let's. There's a room he's sitting inside in the spirit. Yes. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? How many of you know Bishop, Bishop Dag? How many of you thought that Bishop Dag was always playing? When he's preaching, like he's always playing. Ah, is it not true? You may, ah, you may not take him serious. Lick to your leg and say, hey, lick to your leg and say, sugar, sugar, sugar. Sugar, sugar, sugar. I mean, you may think that. Oh, Ghana girls, what is left of you? Only 5%. You can't cook jollof. I mean, don't answer one. Don't answer two. 
Don't answer three. Don't answer. You think he's playing? Do you, do you see his results? Do you, how many of you know Bishop Dax's ministry? <laughs> you ran away. It's not a small thing. He's sitting in a certain room in the spirit. He has knocked some doors, broken down some doors, and is sitting somewhere with God. Somewhere in the spirit. His infilling is different from our infilling. Oh, 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 I'm telling you. Don't be deceived. Seniors are inside the thing. They have entered some doors. Entered some rooms. So there are rooms. Is it, the Bible talks about uh, the room of a prophet. Okay? The room. When Elijah was to anoint Elisha, okay, the Bible mentioned that he told him to go and anoint Elisha to fill his room. So he was going to bring Elisha into a certain room in the spirit. Because the, the room you occupy determines what response to you. Let me show you a scripture. Go to Acts chapter 9. Remember, you see, remember that Peter was filled with the spirit with everybody else. Isn't it? At this place. He stood, he prayed, he preached. Everything happened. Look at, look, go to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, let's read, let's read from verse 5. And it came to pass on the morrow that there are rulers and elders and scribes and announced the high priest. Now, this is after Peter and John had healed the guy who was impotent in his feet at the temple. They were arrested for doing that. 5,000 people gave their lives to Christ. They were arrested. They put them in prison. The following day, they called them out. The same group that killed Jesus was the same group that was sitting with them. The same group that Peter was afraid of some time ago. Now, he wasn't afraid because he, was, he had the Holy Spirit inside him. And he was with the Spirit. Now, and announced the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many of the kingdom of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Read, read this one to me. One to go. What, you see his confidence? He spoke confidently. How? Then Peter failed with the Holy Ghost. He was filled with the Holy Ghost and he spoke boldly. Look at, go, go down. Go to verse, go to verse 13. We just read this. Go to verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, how did they see their boldness? Through their speech. What caused them to talk like that? The Holy Ghost. The infilling of the Spirit caused them to speak boldly and confidently without any fear. I see what I'm talking about. You need some kind of confidence in life. Some of you will be going for interviews very soon. And as you are going, you should be going filled with the Holy Spirit. If you go and you are shivering, you have lost the job. Meanwhile, that job belongs to you. You should go prayed up, filled up with a joyful spirit. Holy Ghost filled. When you stand there and they ask you any question, you'll be laughing at their questions. You'll be talking without any problems. Okay? Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. We see it here. But then if you read, let me show you another place. Acts chapter 5. Let's read from verse 15. Acts chapter 5 from verse 15. As we go on, you realize that it's like Peter's level is changing. His level is changing. He's, he's on a different plat- platform. Let's read from verse 13. Go to verse 13. And on the rest does no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. Next verse. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women. Verse 15. In so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least, the shadow of who? The shadow of who? 
the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Peter had got into a room where shadow... Now, this was not referred to everybody, every disciple. It's not with reference to every disciple. <laughs> His shadow could heal the sick. We don't even see that with Jesus. Isn't it? His, his master, we don't see that happening with him. Yeah. I might say Peter is higher than Jesus. Emphatically not. How can that be? It's not possible. Jesus said that greater than this. Eh? You do greater miracles than I did. So this is greater. You understand? So there's a level of infilling where it's by room. You know, sometimes when, before I come to meet you, you have your own atmosphere here. When I come, I also come with my own atmosphere. I don't know if you've realized it. I occupy a certain room. It's not big, but I, I have a certain room. I'm still growing. <laughs> As I just go by, you see it. I want you to desire to, you know, increase in the dimensions of the Spirit. You have a certain experience of the Holy Spirit, but that is not all. Okay? The problems that are coming need a higher voltage of the Spirit to be able to power and solve. Go to Acts chapter 9. In Acts chapter 9, Peter was in a certain place. He had gone to a certain place to preach. He had gotten a certain man called Aeneas healed. And as he was there in that place, a certain woman called um, Dorcas died in another town. The disciples there prayed that she would be brought back to life, but she didn't come back to life. Then they called for Peter. Why did they call for Peter? Because he was occupying a certain room. He has knocked and has entered a certain room. When he came, he prayed, lifted the woman, and that was it. The woman came back to life. Acts chapter 9. Now there was a, a, a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and arms deeds, which she did. Next verse. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper room. And for as much as Lida was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent on, why didn't they pray for, him, for her? Are they not Christians? Don't they have the Holy Spirit? Are they not, don't they have the influence of the Spirit? They do. But why did they call for Peter? Because room near different. He has knocked and is entering, he has entered a certain room. It's not the same. So I don't know about you. Say, seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. How do you knock? Through following. Through what? How did Elisha enter Elijah's room? He followed. How did Joshua enter Moses' room? He followed. Following closely. Closely. You understand? Following closely. Then you can enter rooms. How many of you know Pastor Chris? Do you think he has a room? You can wear white suits, whatever you want to do. Just wear it. Wave your hair. You don't mind. <laughs> try. You try it and see. How many of you know Oedipo? Bishop Oedipo? Senior. You see what you are saying? Senior. Adeboye. It's a room. He has a room. He has knocked and he has entered some rooms. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God, God wants us to come up hither. Do you understand? The level you know is not the end. There are higher levels. Maybe you are not interested in what I'm telling you now. But I'm telling you the truth. 
There are higher levels. There are higher levels. There are higher levels. It's not where you are. That is why sometimes it takes a long time for one thing to change. You are praying. You are doing everything. It takes a long time for one thing to change. It's because the power that you have. We all have power. But the power you have and the power you are expressing is small. The power that is working in you is small. And everything is done according to the power that is working in you. And the power that works in you depends on the level of intimacy you have with the Holy Spirit. It depends on it. Some of us are on the level of asking. We are just asking. We just ask. And even that one cry. Because you don't pray those prayers that I just mentioned. You don't ask. You don't remember the last time you asked the Holy Spirit to fill you. Or you asked, you prayed for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You don't remember the last time you prayed that prayer. So even asking, trouble. Very few of us read books during the week. Or read books in a month. In one month you are reading a book cover to cover. The whole year. Two years. You've never read a book. All you know is going and coming. Your tongues are dry. Mele flaster, fala, flaster. That's a whole plaster dying. Plaster dying. Plaster dying. Plaster la plaster. Plaster la plaster. Your tongues, you see, your tongues has not changed for two years. You have been speaking, Mama Balaba, Mama Balaba, Mama Balaba, Mama Balaba, Mama Balaba, Mama Balaba. That's all you've been saying for the last two years. But if you are growing and you are increasing, you, your tongues will change. It will reflect in your tongues. I'm saying all these things too. Like, Charlie, there's more. You get it? There's more. If, if, if all you've known in your life is Bwedi, I mean, you know some people, there are some people in Ashanti region who have never gone to Accra. How many of you know that? I know, me too, I know one. Never gone to Accra. Never. Some of them have gone once in their life or twice in their life. So all they've known is Ashanti region. So their mindset is ruled by Ashanti region. But if you've been able to move out of where you are, where you are used to, you realize that, hey, there are high-rise buildings. You start having a desire to do something. What you see is what you become. Hallelujah. There are dimensions of the infinite of the spirit. Dimensions. High. Higher dimensions. And that's what God is asking me to prompt you about it. Okay? Paul said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you all. Speaking in tongues is one of the means of being filled with the Spirit. I just showed it to you, isn't it? Yeah. They were filled and they spoke with tongues. Speaking in tongues brings you confidence. Speaking in tongues opens your eyes to the honor of the Spirit. Let me show you a scripture. Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7. Can I, can I help you? Can I help you? I want to help you. Acts chapter 7, verse 55. This is about, about Stephen. When Stephen was being stoned. Okay? Now, as he was being stoned, look at what happened. He says, but he... Being full of the Holy Ghost. The other places where we see him being full of the Holy Spirit, it had nothing to do with this. Go to chapter 6. Let me show you some things in chapter 6 concerning this man. Look at chapter 6, 
verse 5. In those days when the number of disciples was multiplied, there was 6 verse 5. 5, 5, please. And the same pleased their whole multitude, and they chose to be a man full of what? Faith and of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Okay, now go, go down to verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did what? Great wonders and miracles among the people. So the influence of the Spirit leads to great miracles and wonders. Miracles just happen around you. Okay? Miracles. If you, how many of you want miracles to be happening around you on a continuous basis? Be filled with the Spirit continuously. That is the means. And I showed you two ways of being filled with the Spirit, isn't it? Sing and make melodies in your heart, speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. You will have miracles, continuous miracles. So this, this place, miracles, signs, and wonders were done by him. Now, go to the one in chapter 7, verse 55. You will see another dimension altogether. And he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God. The infinite of the Spirit is what leads you to see the glory of God. <laughs> and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. The heavens were opened unto him. Without the influence of the Spirit, you will not have experiences with God. How many of you have ever had an experience with God? Tangible experience with God. You should know that the dimension of your, the influence of the Spirit is low. Some of us have filled the Spirit and the only thing that happens is speaking in tongues. No miracle, no sign, no power. You can't change much. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't change much. You speak in tongues, but you are not even conscious of the fact that when you stretch forth your hands through speaking in tongues, something can happen. Something must happen. That consciousness is not even triggered in your mind or triggered in your spirit because of the level you are on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They are high, I'm showing you that there are higher levels. Okay? There are higher levels. There's a level where you, you, you are filled with the spirit and you speak the word of God with boldness. But that's not the only thing. There's more. There's miracles, signs, and wonders. Occupying rooms where you can do things that nobody else can do. At will. Then there's a place where the glory of God, you see the glory of God. And you have tangible experiences. He had, look at it. And he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Next verse. And said, behold, I see the heavens opened. Nobody else was seeing it. Everybody else's eyes was closed. I see the heavens opened and the son of man standing on the right hand of God. That's what you saw. How? Being full of the Holy Ghost. There are levels. I don't know what you want. No, I don't know what you want. You want four votes, 100 votes, 200 votes, or 10,000 votes. Which one do you want? I mean, what is wisdom? What is the normal thing that, okay, we are sharing money. There's 10 Ghana cities. There's $100,000. There's $100 million. Which one do you want? And then do what is supposed to be done to get the hundred million dollars. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants you to, you see, I, I'm, I'm here to, to stir your desire for God some more. You've been on this level for a very long time. Your level has to change. Your level of intimacy with the Spirit has to change. Okay? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Follow after charity. 
and desire spiritual. The gift is not part. Desire spiritual. But rather that you may prophesy. So the means of entering higher levels is desire. That is why I'm talking the way I'm talking. To help you, it's just like Charlie, the higher levels. The level I'm on is small. The higher levels. And that will stir you up. Desire spiritual. So we are going to speak in tongues for some few minutes before we close. But I want you to speak in tongues with a certain desire that, Father, I'm tired of this level that I'm on in terms of my relationship with you. Okay? Yeah. Your relationship is only on the asking level. Asking. Even that one, Krayano. I was also. What, what kind of relationship do you have with your father? If you can't sit on your father's bed and talk with your father. Your father, you should be able, your father should be able to come to your bathroom when you are bathing. No matter how old you are. You don't know? No, no, no. It's, it's levels of relationship. Yes. When my father was ill, my sisters were the ones who were bathing him. Yes. They were bathing him. They have a certain type of relationship. There are, there are levels of intimacy. It's not... That's basically what I'm trying to say. You understand? Uh-huh. There are different levels. And don't be happy with the level you are on. Because the level you are on is nothing. Is what? You've not even started. You've not started doing some things. How many of you don't understand? Like, you don't, you don't understand what I'm saying. You don't understand what I'm saying. What don't you understand? Tell me so that I help you with it. Which part? I'm interested. I want to know, please. I want to know so that I can help you. Okay? Like... I was talking about the fact that um, you were like, there are rooms. Like, I don't... You don't understand that one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if, you go, if you go to someone's house, okay? If you go to someone, you visit your friend. Depending on your relationship with your friend, you can be kept in the hall. Outside, even now. Yes, you can be kept outside the gate. Are you saying it? You can be kept outside the gate. Or <laughs> you can be kept inside the gate. Or that's the compound. Or you can be kept in the veranda. Or you can be kept in the hall. Or you can go into the bedroom. If you're a very good friend, you can even enter your friend's parents' room. Yes. They can call you there. Yes. For my parents' parents, I can go into their room. Free of charge. Yes. Because we are that close. Yes. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. So depending on your relationship with God. You see, and what is in the bedroom is not the same as what is inside the hall. It's not the same. What is said in the bedroom is not the same as what is said. I don't know if your parents have ever called you to their bedroom at 4 a.m. to talk to you before. You see, you realize that the information was very wild. You are going to secondary school. It's like they have to talk to you before you go. I had that when I was going to secondary school. They called me early morning, 4 a.m. I think it was 3.45. They called me into my father's room. My mother was also sitting there. I was like, hey, what is happening? I thought I was in trouble or something. They said... You see, you are going to secondary school now. Now you are going to be on your own. You are going to be doing. I say, hey, no be joke. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, 
So in the, with the Spirit of God or in the realm of the Spirit, it's called the realm of the Spirit because you see, there's the spiritual realm and then there's the realm of the Spirit. The spiritual realm is the realm of spirits. You get it? The realm of spirits. Say the realm of spirits. Afajatu is there. Is it Afajatu? Nogopo is there. Antwa is there. Buddha is there. All those people are there. Gamalin Twente is there. Everybody. They are all in the, in, the spirit, in the spiritual realm. But in the spiritual realm, there's a place in the spiritual realm called the realm of the spirit. That's the realm of the Holy Ghost, which you are introduced into the day you become born again. When you become born again, you are taken from the, the spiritual realm into the Holy Spirit. Okay? We are brought into the Holy Spirit. That's our, our new birth. Brings us into the Spirit of God. Now, in the Spirit of God, there are realms in the Spirit of God. That's why we call it in the, the realm of the Spirit. There are realms. There are levels. That's what I'm talking about. So, the level you are on is not the end. There are deeper levels. Okay? There are businessmen who have never ever made a mistake with an investment. Ever. They've never done one bad investment. Why? They know God more. Their level is different from the level of every other investor who is a Christian. Okay? I mentioned men of God, but it's not just it's not only men of God. There are more there are people that you don't know of. They will not declare to you, so you will not know. That's why normally we don't have that example. We can't tell you. But there are plenty of people. Deeper realms. They know God. They don't just talk. They don't just do investments. They don't just start businesses. They are deep with God. So before the business starts, the Holy Spirit has spoken to them. But there are things you will not, I will not be able to say something. There are things I, will, I know I will not tell you. Oh, there are things I know I don't, I don't intend on sharing them. The experiences I have, until you have that experience as it before me, I will never tell you. Never. If I tell you, you see me some way, so I will not tell you. When you get the same experience, and you come, then I can be on the same level with you. I can comfort you. Yeah. I've had people fall into certain kinds of troubles, and I will take them, a meeting, I will take them away like this, and talk to them, and tell them some things that nobody else will hear. Because of the level they have come to, or the trouble they are in. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So there are things the Holy Spirit also doesn't just say on a casual note. We are, we are sitting, you are sitting in hall. What should we talk, talk about? We are just, if you enter someone's hall, it's just TV we are going to watch. Watching, watching TV. But when you enter bedroom, there's no TV. Then we can start talking. Do you understand? Uh-huh. There are levels, basically. Levels. There are rooms. They are not the same. Rooms. Let me show you. Let me show you another scripture. Go to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19, verse 12. Acts chapter 19, verse 12. Let's read. Okay, go, go up. Go to verse 10. Go to verse 10. And this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Look at the next verse. And God, and God wrought what? Special miracles. They are miracles, but they are special miracles. God wrought or worked special miracles by the hands of Paul, not by the hands of the disciples, by the hands of Paul. Look at the next verse. So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. It's not everybody who had this. It's everybody who had this. 
Do you see it happening to any other person, any, any other group? No. Jesus had this. Jesus could go to a place, leave his clothes with them, and everybody would be healed. It's a level. Okay? It's a level. Pastor Chris has shared the testimony of himself having this experience. I remember he said he had healing school, but then something happened, so he couldn't go. So he sent his handkerchief, and everybody that touched it got healed. You see, the healing school, I've been to the healing school in South Africa. It's not five people they are praying for. The day I was there, he prayed for 1,300 people, and everybody got healed. Those he couldn't pray for are the ones who didn't get healed because of time constraints. So they push, they push them to the next session. Yeah, 1,300 people. Within a period of one hour, 15 minutes, he prayed for everybody. Yes. Prayed for everybody. And everybody healed everybody. Try it and see. <laughs> no, you are, you are not on... You, you get it? It's a level. So you must desire that. I want to increase. Maybe you are not interested. You are not a minister in terms of ministry, ministry. We are all ministers in terms of fulfilling God's ministry upon our lives. But you are not called into mainline. So this may not be something you want. You get it? Uh But you need it because you are going to be involved in whatever else you'll be involved in. Something, whether it's business or architecture or whatever, you need a certain type of wisdom for higher things. You need to bring things out that nobody has brought out. Hallelujah. Why would someone come and come and buy what you are producing if yours is not different from every other person's? You understand? You need, you need an expression, the expression of the Holy Spirit to be high and different. You're a medical doctor. <laughs> it is possible for no patient to die under your finger. It's possible. How is it possible? Depending on your level with the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's all dependent on you. The Holy Spirit is there. It's up to you. You must seek. You must ask. You must seek. You must knock. And I've showed you. How do you seek? Look for things. Read that. How, look for the Bible. Like read. Read. Kind book. No, you don't read it. Am I lying? Oh, when was the last time you spent three hours reading the Bible? Like, yes. you've never done some before. So don't expect to be on the same level with someone who does that. That doesn't make sense. It makes sense. You don't, you don't do that. So don't expect to have that kind of result that the other person has. God is nice, but when it comes to these things, there are principles, there are rules. You can't do much about it. Okay? Where things are faster. No, where, where we are going to? I'm just a few years away from 50. 50, 5 I was telling Pastor Ian a few minutes ago. I'm not so far away from 50, and I'm conscious of it. I remember 10 years ago. <laughs> okay? Some few weeks ago, two weeks ago, a minister, another minister. I'm a minister, so I talk in terms of ministry. Do you understand? A minister who is 50, built and commissioned and launched a 500,000-seat auditorium. No, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. 
this is former. So we are there, latter. We are coming. So if that has happened, then what is going to happen for us? Higher, isn't it? I need, we need some things more. You should be concerned. Yeah. That you are, you are nearing 30. You've not been able to do some things. You are nearing 30. You are not far away from 30. But you've not been able to do some things. It's either you've not helped. Of course, we work in teams. So it's, not, it's either you are not in a team that has been able to do something. Or you have not been able to do something yourself. You should be getting concerned. You need quick Holy Ghost action. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that will come through. It says not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. It's dependent on your, your relationship with the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Also, before I realize you are 70, you are going. Your life has finished. You've not been able to do any significant thing for the world to see. The wisdom of God we carry is the type that causes the world to come and see what God has done with us. Like Solomon. You remember Solomon? I want a different level. How many of you want a different level? I want a different level of my relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that will, that will inform the first thing we did. Yes. It will cause things to work very fast, very easily. Very, very easily. Depending on where you are occupying, where you are, your level, things will be faster. Those of you who are musicians, the world should hear your music as quickly as possible. Yes. It has to. The world has to. It shouldn't be just us. It has to go beyond us very quickly. How is that going to happen? Your relationship with the Holy Spirit. I've been the lady who sang, Jesus, your love is too big. She's releasing another music, another song. And it's already, it's not yet out, but it's already out. It's her time. Like she has gotten to a a certain level where, like Sinatch, I mean Sinatch has to cough. (coughs) It's It's a hit. It's a hit, man. Is it true? It's a hit, man. Am I lying or I'm telling the truth? Can't you see that she's occupying a certain room? And she's on another level. Yes. Hillsong. Hillsong just has to do... The whole world will hear it. Martin Piquet, Eben, all these people. Right? Someone like... Uh, uh, Nathaniel Bassi, I mean, he just has to cough. <laughs> the whole world will hear Are you seeing what I'm talking about? So you have a business, small business. You want the business to go to the whole world. The means of it going to the whole world is not through how much knowledge you have concerning the business. No. Our advert. You lose a lot of money. That is good. That is important. But advert without the Holy Ghost is nothing. How would you see billboards that you don't even remember you saw? They have advert on TV. As they are showing it, ah, you just change it. What's, what is this? There's a spirit that pulls people to what you are doing. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the power of the Spirit. You know what was said about the disciples? Those who have turned the world upside down have come to this place. They've turned the world upside down. Power. Go world. Where you, what you started can work in another country without any problems. You think it's a joke? Your, your product goes against cultural differences. Yeah, it's not a small thing. I was in Dubai over the week. There's no Jesus anywhere. Yes, there's no Jesus anywhere. 
there's nothing Christian. You can't even Google some Christian sites. You can't. You, it's not possible. It's like a world when God, the God we know, is deleted completely. I try searching some sites. When you search, the Shakespeare will come. This site is not permitted in this country. Different culture. And the place is so nice. There's so much money there. It makes you forget about God. That's, a, that's the idea, to make you forget about God. It's either you're a Muslim or you are a pagan. So for what you carry to cross to that place. Yeah, and it's not just that place. It's a whole region. It's a whole big place. It's not just Dubai. United Arab Emirates, Iran, Syria. They are all in the same place. India, uh, Pakistan. All of them. Zero. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, that, that's what I'm thinking about. These are the things I'm thinking about. I don't know about you. But I'm helping you elevate your thoughts. Okay? So, God doesn't want you to be a local champion. That's why he wants your relationship with the Holy Spirit to be higher. We can produce more. This is more directional. What I'm saying is more directional. It's more instructive. That's why you are not shouting. But it's very important for you and for myself. Hallelujah. Say, I want a higher level. Say it again. I want a higher level. Say it again. I want a higher level. I want us to speak in tongues in the next 15 20 minutes with a mindset of going to stand up on your feet wherever you are in the world. And let's do this. Speak in tongues like you have never spoken before with the knowledge that God has given you. I want a higher level. I want to change. I want to go higher. Tired of the level I'm on. I want a higher level. It's a night of revelation and power. A night of revelation and power. The power of God inside you can be higher. It can be higher. It can be higher than it is now. Lord Mando Mando Melo. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.